of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash, and we have a stacked pod today. Um, I can't even, I don't even have time to introduce everybody. Um, I'll start from the top. We have Alice. Hey, what up, all, y'all? We have Jay. Hi. I will cut Hi, that everyone. Yes. <laughs> Kiara. Hi, everyone. Nat. Hey. Shanna. Hello. Jimin. Hi, everybody. And that is it. That is the most people we've had in quite some time. So welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. So we're going to start off things. Um, by talking about a little group named Tiara. Um, As we may know, Tiara was having some issues um, with their entertainment company, MBK, and um, some back and forth about who owns the rights to the group's name. And it looks like um, the Korea Intellectual Property Rights Information Service basically denied them saying that they didn't have uh, rights to the trademark application and basically that Tiara needed to give them approval in order to be able to use it. Um, So this is good news for them. Um, Obviously the whole saga isn't over yet with legal issues. They have a bunch of mess um, to work through, but it, it's a good thing for Tiara. Um, you know, I've always kind of rooted for them ever since the Hua Young thing. Um, I'll admit when the news about it first came out, I was on Hua Young's side, but the news was pretty biased at the time. I don't know if anybody was um, fans of Tiara back during that time, but it was pretty biased against them. Um, and then after everything about Hua Young came out um, and, you know, about how it was kind of sort of a witch hunt against them, um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm pretty much rooting for them to win. Um, they've got a lot of fans in China and they could probably just, you know, perform there for however long they want to stay together as a group um, if they wanted to. So I do hope that they can um keep the rights to their name and perform, you know, under their rightful name as Tiara and, you know, make as much money as they can. Um, did anyone else here, were they Tiara fans or they remember the whole Hua Young saga? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but at the, at the time, I I really didn't care about all that because I wanted Sexy Love to come out because <laughs> they released <laughs> since they released those songs like as a they released the songs like as a 
mini series or whatever and so the first song was like okay i heard that and i heard the previews and i was like okay well i want to hear that i mean i was like i don't care about all this bullying stuff like that just give me the song <laughs> <laughs> so, so, we came so out you were and like i was like okay you yeah, had no idea i, this I was, was so like <laughs> i mean i did but i that wasn't my concern at the time it wasn't until after i heard sexy love and then i was like oh okay all this is going on and then at the time, I was like, okay, they're like, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I was like, yeah, I see, like, they're bullying her. But then, like, some of the comments were like, oh, that's not really the case. That's not really all that's going on. And so then I was like, okay, so what is going on? And I never got yeah. that answer. I, like, waited, like, years to finally get what was really going on or, like, more complete view of the story. And then I was like, okay, um, I do feel that some of that whole bullying thing was kind of taken out of proportion because Tira for almost her whole career was a challenge to like girls generation or like here, like other big name groups. I mean, they had the fan support, they had the hits, they had the recognition, they had everything the other girl groups had. All they needed was a little bit more of a push and they would have been the top girl group. So I feel like that bullying scandal was fueled by other companies and other fans to sort of knock them down and it worked. And then all these years later, the truth came out. And yeah. I mean, but the damage is done. And I was, yeah, there's, <laughs> I mean, you. yeah, I mean, there's definitely, that's a, a popular people that think that it was not a conspiracy, but that there was a fandom, other fandoms, yeah, that may have influenced that and kind of helped spread um those rumors and and hurt them in the long run so but um you know hopefully they can they can still perform and you know things look like they're going in a positive direction so i'm all for it um next thing here is about amber lou from fx um I just saw this today. It was an article from Forbes that is says exclusive K-pop superstar Amber Liu on making her big U.S. push this year, which I was not aware she was going to have a U.S. push. But apparently Amber has signed um, with Kevin Morrow's Steel Wool Entertainment and she is planning on making it as a solo artist in the U.S. Um, Kevin Morrow from Steel Wool Entertainment seems like he's pretty high on her. He says that he thinks that her music is so positive, it couldn't be more timely. Her message is the message of female empowerment. Amber can sing, rap, and dance. There are not a lot of people who can do all three, and she can write, and she produces her own videos. She is just one of those rare talents that can just do about everything. So, um, uh, my my thoughts on it. I mean, I feel <laughs> like I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I love Amber to death as a person. Like, I think she's an amazing individual, and in FX, she's good. But like, I have yet to like any of her solo songs. Like, I just don't think they're good. So I'm kind of like. Uh, I don't really see this yeah, going anywhere. Like with Amber, it would surprise me. 
Yeah, like with Amber, I see the intention behind like a lot of the stuff that she does. And I appreciate that she's trying to spread positivity and all of that. But in general, like she hasn't made anything that's really um, impressed me, I guess, for lack of a better word. Honestly, in my opinion, and I think I've actually said the same thing on this podcast previously, is that Amber's problem is similar to Jackson's problem, where they both need more outside help than they really think they do. <laughs> like, they try to self-produce and self-write, like, a lot of their own music and lyrics. And music, I mean, I mean, like, production of music, uh, as far as, like, melody and all that kind of stuff, I don't really know much about and I think it's okay, but I mean, English lyrics wise, like both Jackson and Amber have like a lot lacking. Um, so I think Amber, maybe if, you know, Kevin Morrow or his company can kind of encourage her to like rely on, you know, the team there rather than, you know, her just kind of self-producing all the stuff herself, whether that's like a choice that she wanted to do, or if that was something that like she was kind of forced to do due to lack of support from SM. Um, I just feel like she just, needs to grow a little bit more from as an artist before kind of relying 100% on herself. Yeah, judging from what I read in this article, it seems like she's going to pretty much stay on that lane of doing her own producing and writing. I mean, it seems like that's the reason why they brought her on. Um, I think that they like that she does all of everything herself and uh, they said her new music's going to be a mixture of everything. She'll be doing K-pop stuff. She's going to be doing straight-up rap. It's going to be a little bit of everything, apparently. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that future did a little bit of everything. Just, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the kind of. Oh, that's a little blow. That's a low blow. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, but like Alice had said about. Um, about uh, the creativity but them themselves as people they don't have the means to do it like they have the ideas but how it comes out is not or maybe it is exactly how they want it to come out but to other people it's like this is Unfinished. lol i i i really have copy on was how jackson wanted it to come out like we have some some words to have <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, but then again it's like what's their a and r because i mean i i have you know i kind of have an a like i know kind of like how the k-pop idols are like trained and things like that but what about what's more than that it's different you're when you're the when you're a singer in america and like the whole process of like how that goes so that's what i feel like this is speaking on is like yeah she may know how to produce but if it's like the stuff she's doing. <laughs> no, yeah. It's not going to be so laid out like dating apps. Just needs to find a niche. She needs to find her sound. Something that's consistent. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know anything she's done like Shake That Brass and that soft song. Then she did like the EDM songs with Luna and they're kind of all over the place. And I don't really know Amber musically. I know Amber is a person because of her um, YouTube um, show that she was doing and just like mm -hmm. interviews she's done and things like that but musically I don't feel like I know Amber because she's doing all this 
all those types of music genres. And now she's doing the American Beauty and it's all these types of drama of genres. And it's she's gonna rely very heavily on the FX fans. I don't think casual listeners are gonna like tune in and be like super excited about it in the same way. Listen, before all of this happens, I just need one more FX album, their <laughs> final, their final album. Because Kiara, pretty- it's not gonna happen. It's not don't gonna hold happen. your breath, sis. SM doesn't. SM does not play like that. They do not. No. They can- even told Sorry. Crystal and Ty to break up. Like that's not happening. Like that was the last ditch effort. I don't need Victoria. I don't need Victoria to be in it. She can sing China if she wants. I don't care. Have <laughs> three that are actually there. You want that album? Hello. I mean, Victoria. You don't care about else right I'm, now. Vocally, Victoria doesn't do much no. with FX, so it doesn't really matter if she's there or not. So just the other three. <laughs> That's all needed. I love Shady Kiara. <laughs> I know. I don't remember you being so shady. Uh, sometimes I get my feelings. Sometimes I get into my shady feelings. <laughs> but, uh. Okay. Well, good luck to Amber. Um, someone else who is also um, has already started her major push into American music is Tiffany from Girls' Generation. Yeah. And yes. she is released. Yes. She has released her English language single over under my skin. I'm sorry, you guys. Over my skin. Over, over, over my skin. skin. I don't know. I had to look it up. I don't know why. Over this, my, is, this is not the TV XQ you'll be a song. Fan okay. <laughs> you'll be a fan under my sky. <laughs> Over my skin, and she also um, has a choreography video um, out with uh, her choreographer Yannis Marshall. Um, what did everyone think that heard the song and saw the choreography? Think about Tiffany, and she's been doing a lot of promotional um, stuff. I've seen. I mean, I'll say that whoever is is booking her gigs is doing a good job. She's been doing stuff with BuzzFeed and Rolling Stone and uh, lots of different outlets um, I've seen um, for her. So she's definitely um, hustling as far as is getting the word out. But um, what do we think about her um, her music? Award winning. <laughs> <laughs> to quote One Direction it. in <laughs> Stupendous. Uh, marvelous. <laughs> I haven't watched I can go and comment. No, I mean, honestly speaking, like, I think, you know, Tiffany's amazing and a beautiful human being and soul. But um, for the song, I think it's good. I mean, do I think it's like the most amazing thing I've ever heard as far as like uniqueness and stuff like that? Like, no, I think it's like pretty run of the mill American pop, like Ariana Grande, Megan Trainor-esque type feel. Um, I mean, but that said, I like it. I think it's got replayability. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be the one that puts her on the map unless she ends up stealing Nick Jonas from Priyanka Chopra and having a scandal on top of it. Uh, (laughs) I would love for that to happen. Oh, it would be amazing. (laughs) But um, with with the way that things are going, I think that this is a good first step for her. Um, I think one thing I just thought about it right now, it's actually like good exposure for Tiffany for like the younger generation of fans, just because I know that 
I don't know what what the young kids if they're really into Girls Generation or know anything about that. <laughs> But uh, this is like a good reintroduction now that like K-pop is kind of riding its wave internationally for Tiffany to kind of like reintroduce herself as. Uh, Tiffany, separate from Girls' Generation, the solo artist, and um, I think the song is engaging enough. And then, obviously, I think the choreography is really great, and she shines in the video. Okay. Any other thoughts on Tiffany? Tiffany Young, not just Tiffany. I thought the song was dated, like Christina Aguilera, Jeannie Nabato, Ariana Grande, throwback to Mariah kind of dated. I yeah. don't really like Tiffany's tone a lot in the song, especially like the more and more and more part. I it isn't her it isn't her range for the most part. So I do appreciate that she's not doing the whole like twinkle thing that where everyone's like yelling into the mic to prove that they can sing. Um so that is where I like it. Um but the song itself it's forgettable. Just personally for me, like I heard it and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then I heard it again and I was like, mm, I didn't really like it. It didn't really stick. I thought that it was like a B single more so. The choreography is cute. I don't know if Tiffany really hits every single step, but I thought it was cute. I wish the best for Tiffany and all <laughs> that she does in And I love that she keeps trying and that she's getting all this press and she was number one in like 12 countries. And I think she can grow from that. I just hope her music is better. Even closer to like, I just want to dance. I thought that I was feel, like- I feel, yeah, I'm surprised. Sorry? Yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was like, uh, sorry, I was like, I just thought that that was a good effort. Um, mm-hmm. At the time I was still more in my feelings and I was still too pro Jessica to appreciate it. But <laughs> now <laughs> I can say that I Just Want to Dance is a great song. And it's a great pop song. This is not. Oh, but I do want to say, like, I do have to give Tiffany a shout out because the song is gender neutral. And it, she, she really stresses that it's for everyone. It's not like a girl singing about a guy or like a guy singing about a girl. It's like anybody singing about anybody. So I have to give her a shout out for that because the LGBTQ, TQ sort of community doesn't really get a lot of love in Korea and or I guess from Korean Americans from what I can see so in in the media so I do appreciate that and I I hope that she continues with that as well but yeah it wasn't for me cool yeah I agree as well I I really I actually liked I just want to dance and so um you know I would like to see her do something more along those lines but you know she may I know that she has said before that she's a fan of, you know, Christina Aguilera is one of her main like inspirations and she likes Ariana. And I think that's kind of natural for her to want to gravitate toward that sound. So, but you know, this is her first single. So, you know, like you said, she, she'll grow from that and, you know, we'll see, you know, where she goes from there. Um, I wanted to ask Nat, you and um, (laughs) Jay, because you guys did, Um, on our last podcast, kind of the little shout out to Tiffany um, about her doing better. So do you guys think she's she's doing better? The song? No. Um, I think <laughs> that she's doing the publicity aspect of it quite well and the social media aspect as well. She's doing it on her own, it seems. 
and she's not relying on like SM or like a big company to do it for her. Everything's on her social medias, all, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. So I think she's learning the ropes and how to self-manage. And I think she's doing that spectacularly. And she, I mean, we'll see when the music video comes out and if she does any lives, if her performance is better, because we all remember what that was. And then we'll be able to sort of uh, analyze her better. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yes. Um, I when you said the song I mean, "No," uh, my face was just that like young one sipping coffee meme. Like I was like, "Oh, okay." Like, all right. I. I'm sorry. That was harsh. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the song is for like this. Just be. I mean, I'm. Should be. This isn't. She's not like Mariah knows like out of the blue, um, but as is her first here in America trying to make it, I think that this is good. I mean, it's a safe kind of way, to, you know, um, like that has said that she's learning the promoting something that this is that this you know could be the foundation for her career, um, for any like future music that she wants to do. Like if she goes back to the sound later on down the road, they'd be like, oh, that sounds like her first song that she did, you know, like the same, or this is better than what she did uh, when she's skin. Um, and just really, like, just trying to, like, because, uh, you know, to me right now, pop music is kind of dry, what, who, form, you know, what not. Yeah, um, have somebody like Tiffany come along you know, I'm going to support it. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to, I have a thought, but I'm going to save it for later. Okay. <laughs> I'll say, yes, that's all I'll say for right now. I just want to say one thing. Um, I liked, I just want to dance a lot. I think I actually put it on my top 10. I can't even remember. Uh, or two years ago. I can't remember when it came out. Two years ago. Anyway. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. Um, so I really liked I Just Want to Dance. I had it on my repeat on my playlist. But I just feel like that kind of sound is just, like, not going to translate over here um, in the U.S. Like, exactly. You know what I mean? And well, I think you know that's why. you know what's funny is that, like, you saying that, I know not a lot of people, like, Carly Rae Jepsen had I mean, an album, like, her last time she came out but it was like it's an actually a, an amazing album it's like 80s synth pop it's like the perfect pop album and like it didn't do well at all like it was critically acclaimed people loved it but like no one listened to it and i feel like it was almost a similar vibe like right now the u.s is not listening to that and so yeah yeah no, totally agree like pop like as you know I just want to dance is and then carly ray jepson let's be real is like not really popular right now right now it's like vocals, R&B, like rap, and then also like EDM on the side, kind of. So I just feel like as much as I also personally really like I Just Want to Dance and definitely like it better than Over My Skin, um, it's just like not really if she wants to break out in America is what's going to really put her on the map. Unless it's of like, oh, here's a K-pop artist trying to make it in America, <laughs> like Wonder Girls 2.0 type deal. 
and we don't well i'm sure she doesn't want that so yeah <laughs> i will say um lastly though that if she comes out with something closer to don't speak which is what she did with far east movement i think she'd do very well because that's sort of what ariana is doing now like a lot of edm stuff and then like her big vocals on that i think that would be a better avenue than this okay i definitely want more like heartbreak hotel type songs from her like it's still currently my favorite like solo song from her so if she can do more uh, add a little bit of that to her sound i think it can help as well too like because people right now are enjoying like the the heartbreak slow army yeah, I, I agree and I like Heartbeat Hotel too but I just feel like as long as far as like putting somebody kind of on the map or forefront or getting someone excited about something like Heartbreak Hotel is like not the sound that it's is really gonna work I mean and I'm not like you know a record art producer or work at a company like that so I don't really know like what you know a breakout artist typically has music genre wise but I just don't feel like Heartbreak Hotel would be it unless maybe she had like a Simon D but you know of America who's like super popular or something like that but to be honest it's not really working for Jay Park either with 2 Chains, so I don't know <laughs> I definitely think you take that back that's an excellent song I definitely do think that she should do some collabs to kind of help her put her name out there. Like she's definitely a known person, but that's within like, you know, the K pop fandom. And even then it's those who are fans of girls' generation. I definitely think if she really kind of wants to start grinding, I feel like she should start doing it by, you know, being featured in other people's song and then from there kind of start gaining traction that way because i really do think if she wants to make it here she shouldn't just rely on her already established k-pop fandom she kind of needs to like put herself out there more i don't feel like she's trying to do that i mean with her like rolling stone buzzfeed and she's like working with this you know choreographer who's like definitely on the youtube map you know i think she's trying her best oh no no, Um, definitely she's trying and yeah it's definitely gonna like it's helping her, but that's still it's still mostly the people who are watching those videos are already established niche fandom, you know. So I think if she wants to go even more broader, like you know, start trying to see if she can get some of those contacts. And maybe maybe if she gets on like an Ariana Grande song or something like that, like that would be amazing for her. Maybe if Ariana wanted to do like an all around the world type thing. <laughs> <laughs> and have like one person from each flavor she could get tiffany on there that would be pretty dope it'd be interesting all right well all the best to tiffany young um she has she has angel nico looking after her so i think she's gonna be okay <laughs> so true, true 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 i'm seeing a grammy in her future yeah. <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> all right um all right, the next news item is for the B1A4 fans out there. Um, this is uh, about B1A4. Their contracts were set to expire on June 30th. And and then it was announced that members Jin Young and Baro will leave um, WM Entertainment 
and the other three members, um, CNU, Gongchan, and Sandul, will resign. Um, and um, sometime after that, B1A4's uh, Jin Young also wrote a heartfelt post to fans about releasing music as a group in the future. Um, there's some concern about Jin Young leaving since apparently he's the guy that wrote um, practically all of their singles since 2012. Um, so that kind of leaves some Listen, questions. Uh -oh. A rose by any other name. <laughs> it's not as sweet. Okay, that is what Shanna is saying. <laughs> the only way this relates to me is there's one less Jin Young in the K-pop circuit to be confused with my man. <laughs> in other words, we don't care about this Jin Young, right? I'm waiting for Bay Jin Young to go down from 101. It's fine. I'm waiting. We'll make up a scandal. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> oh, anyway, sorry. So back to B1A4. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask if anyone here actually cares. Nope. Um, <laughs> B1A4. Um, Dang. What? You know what? Actually, they yes, had a really I good do. song I do year. care. They had a really good roll in. That was them, right? Last year? 2017? Uh, I don't know. That was actually a bop. That was a good song. But uh, everyone should listen to it, despite the fact that I just really tore into Jin Yang from B1A4. <laughs> He's only one member. You're allowed to like the That's rest, fine. okay? Yeah, yeah. Although, unless he like, wrote it, in which case, I'm sending conflicting messages. But like, <laughs> anyway. I, I would be careful, because this could be one of you guys' biases groups in the future. So I would I just... I doubt that. Yeah, exactly. You better let them know. You better let <laughs> them know. Happen. All the I'm just with saying. All... Mm -hmm. Preach. <laughs> just, just wait um, until our Mad Town podcast. Oh, I will. So, V1A4. Um, I remember their debut. Not their debut. No, not their debut. Because, yes, because they had that OK song. And I was like, OK, I don't know. Um, but, uh, I'm I'm not a bad guy or whatever. Now that's a song that I like from um and that one album that they did, uh like you like walk in the forest or you don't walk alone, something like that. Um now that was the album that I was like, this group is talented because like all the songs on it just at the time it was to me it was like and I was like, oh, okay, this is coming from K pop like this. Um it just blew me away and i guess that says something too of like jin young who like produced i think that was around the time when he was producing all the songs um that it was just coming from one person from k-pop that my idea of the, at the time was like you know it's very manufactured they have all these other people do everything for them they just show up and sing and dance or lip sync and then they just go home um so, but then at the same time, V1A4 is not like on Big Bang's level of popularity. So unless you like really are checking for them, like you kind of don't know what's going on with them. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's conflicting. Uh, but the group, the members leaving, I mean, it happens all the, all the time. Um, I'm sure of it. Um, that's all I got to say. <laughs>
I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> mic drop. Ow, ow, ow. Did, oh, let's, uh, play mic drop by BTS. Yeah. That was so yeah, hard. Oh. Uh, was, oh, yeah, Alexa yeah. actually just started stopping me. <laughs> just pour 40 out for B184. Yeah. I'm so bad now. Look, yeah. All right. Oh my God, that's a meme that's dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I haven't listened to one of their songs in, like, years. Like, I kind of checked them out in the beginning, but then after a while, I just never paid any more attention. And I knew, like, I think it was Ji Young that was getting a lot of attention, because especially, like, with Produce 101, because I think he was, like, one of the, like, he produced songs for them and stuff like that. So, or something like that. So, he just got a lot of attention as a songwriter or whatever. And so... I guess he wants to go out and do his thing now. Cool for him. Sucks right. for the rest of them. <laughs> I guess we can pour one out for uh, two-fifths of uh, B1A4 and um, for the fans of B1A4. But um, by all accounts, they're going to continue on as three, so um, they're not done for yet. Okay, now on to our main topic from last week. This week, Blackpink, um, as we all know, they've been doing really well, um, winning all the award shows, and um, their singles have been doing really well. And um, they just announced that they're going to extend their promotions to the end of July and promote with Forever Young, um, starting on July 14th. So... They're going to be promoting for a little bit longer. Um, it was just a few of us on the last Blackpink podcast. I do. I'm curious from the rest of you um, who weren't there, um, what you guys is feeling on Blackpink is as far as them doing so well. Um, those of you that we didn't hear from. Um, I actually, it's. I was actually in Korea when Blackpink's single dropped. And it was playing in like stores. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like it as much. I don't know. I felt like it was a knockoff of Bumbaya. <laughs> it was like that's. I don't know. And I know people have this same commentary on like Twice of like they're like, oh, all their songs sound songs sound the same. But like I feel that way about Blackpink. I just feel like it's all the same song continuing. And like especially, I don't know. I didn't really like this one. I didn't think it was. That good. Did you hear it a lot, or I heard it like a couple times in stores. I heard "Shiny" more, so "Good Evening" is yeah. a bomb, y'all. Yeah. Like, speak yeah. that truth, Shetta. Speak I that was truth. Like, yes, Korea's woke as fuck. But yeah, <laughs> it was actually pretty exciting. But okay, cool. I, mean, I, I know really, that. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I'm actually really shocked. I'm not like extremely familiar with all of them. I know all the memes and the jokes more than them, if that makes sense. Like I know the oh, Blackpink is boring. Blackpink has two songs, which they do. I looked it up. Like they don't have any <laughs> songs. So Dang. I, I was really shocked that like when they're that, like seeing their YouTube views and then like they were keep get they kept getting recommended on my YouTube and I'm like. YG is paying somebody to do this because I never watched a Blackpink video in my life. So I think they just, I think I'm shocked, but not because I feel like, I feel like it's really because they're promoting really hard. Like somebody at YG is doing 
doing their job really well and it's like getting a raise because I like I just saw it everywhere I didn't really hear the song but like I saw it everywhere to the point where I was like oh I might as well check it out yeah so, I, I think, mean yeah go ahead and I was gonna say just I think it's because the thing with Blackpink they're the answer to everyone who loved 21 or you know missed 21 sound and look um because it's pretty much what YG made them to be like the the 21 replacement and fans can disagree on that all they want that's cool but it's pretty much what it is that's why they're another four member group that's why their sounds and their look was very very similar to 21 when they debuted and i think oh. because people want that so badly that they like people immediately grabbed onto them to blackpink without really you know you know, saying much. They're like, oh, yes, finally, a girl group that's not cute, that's, you know, hip-hop or, you know, EDM or whatever. And, you know, they're they're different from all the other current girl groups. And so people like that. People, people always asking for a girl group that has a boy group sound, which was, you know, kind of, I guess, 21 in a sense. And this is what Blackpink is now. So that's why, like, it just... Especially with YG stands, like they tend to be like anything YG, I'm gonna like, you know, no matter whether it's good or bad, I'm gonna stick to it because it's YG, and you know that's just kind of how it becomes. I don't think it's with Blackpink. I just I don't feel much for them because I feel like they kind of give me a been there done that vibe, you know. I don't, I just don't gravitate toward it and. While their songs are not the worst, I still don't think that they're like anything like mind blowing, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm glad Shiny was playing in the store though. Hey. I was actually so happy. Well and there was Mino posters still up in the subway from his birthday, and I was Aww. just like taking photos. I'm, I'm sorry, I I just soft shawl at heart. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take a break for Shiny, guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but are there any other thoughts on Blackpink? Oh, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for their success. Um, I'm happy that they're going to be performing somewhere because the girls want it. They want to be out of the basement. They want to be yeah. promoting and making yes. music and seeing their fans. So, I mean, we, we talk a lot about groups in general, things we like, things we don't like, but these are kids who just want to make music and be on stage and I'm happy for them. I wish, you know, obviously that they were into producing and maybe differentiating their sound from the Teddy stuff, even though I do. Yeah. Like the Teddy yes, stuff. please. Um, but I think that Teddy, Teddy works really well when he takes input from, from his artists like G, G Dragon and, and Sunmi. Like they still make amazing individualistic music with Teddy. So it's possible. Um, I'm just hoping that they get more work in so that they shine more on stage and we can stop having the whole 21 Blackpink conversations and we can start talking about the girls on their own. That's my hope for the yep. future. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And then also more on the commercial side and not on the artistry side for a moment with Blackpink. I think it's really interesting the conversation that has been going on the past couple of days. I really don't even know how this got started, but apparently like YG, there was like a whole thing about uh, some comment or something, or maybe some journalist wrote this about like, 
basically YG sort of had doing something different with with their artists um I should say his artists versus like for example like the, the they were talking about it in reference to BTS I hate to like I know the BT, BTS gets brought up in everybody's business but like the whole BTS got big off of social media whereas YG it's about like our artistry okay. that's like was the the gist of the article um which was like such a weird i don't know it's strange because i actually i like bts no i don't know i like i think that's a weird thing to point to because like did did social media really give them their like like in like uh hyyh era like that didn't really give them anything i don't know i feel like it was no no yes yes no. <laughs> i'm sorry now, now they're all gonna come at me now they're well, all gonna come like at me but i'm gonna like, say I this I'm gonna... I, just, like, I don't think i, I was like there oh, pretty the... much every i'm sorry like having stand actually the reason when i got into k-pop i started listening to big bang first and wasn't really like a hardcore like interested in k-pop i just listened to big bang and then got seven actually got me into k-pop because they were everywhere. Like they were on V Live. They were doing these like uh, Got Seven Ings. They were doing like all this shit, and like I just got sucked into their media. I think they did way more than BTS ever did. They were in English. They were in Thai. Mm. They were in Korean. Like it was like so. I don't know. I don't think it's BTS. I feel like BTS was just weirdly in a right place at the right time and had music that people mm. enjoyed. I was there. I was there at BTS's debut. Now the fans, now they can try and pretend all they want that BTS was killing it. They can pretend all they want, but let's no more dream. That was your typical fake hip hop kind of thing at the time that all the boys they did. Like, they got no recognition with I, that. Jay, they got no recognition. I, I, yes, I know, I know. They they have no recognition until they started doing all the this time travel theory stuff. Because no. After No came out, that was a turning point. That was like, look, either y'all are going to step up or we're going to kill this. And I don't know what happened. What in the whole company were like, we got to come up with something different. And they did. It, and they started killing it. The thing about it is, is that that SNS comment isn't, I don't, that doesn't refer to BTS themselves. That refers to the fans. Because throughout all that whole fake hip hop, when they were first coming out, they were a struggle. I was like, this group is gonna stay new you. I don't care. They kind of got yeah, like they have a few bops here and there. I'm telling you, I know I'm I'm in the Nugu fandom. They I were call struggle. it Nugu Nation. <laughs> yes, it is a full struggle all day, every day. Nugu Nation. Yes. You're gonna be there because you love it. Because the music is Ooh, off the new charts. Podcast idea. Town. That's what Oh we can do two four K. I wanna do a two four K episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh Lord. <laughs> okay, but sorry, me, sorry. <laughs> but it was it was the fans. It was BTS's fans that really pushed them. Like when they would do something funny, it was a meme. They were like really because that's the thing about when you but then like you have to you have to kind of separate you have to at least acknowledge that like because i hear what you're saying about especially about the beginning music but like there's a huge difference in music quality of like i need you versus no like there's a huge quality yes. i need you is something that appeals to the people like to more people <laughs> like because they have I more fans that's like social media <laughs> though <laughs> like 
that, no, like, <laughs> they but by the time I Need You came out, they were like more popular than they were at the start. And I'm telling you, like, after No, I don't know what happened for like their whole image and all that to change. Maybe they had enough fans then and therefore enough money to like really fund all like these all this extravagance that they were doing before. I feel like Namjoon got a relaxer. <laughs> he started wearing fresh cargos. <laughs> like, after that, Jungkook started doing push-ups. <laughs> he became a, he, be, he was no longer a little kid. He became legal age. And Listen, then we can't like, talk about I'm that. Out here. <laughs> he was like, I'm out here now. <laughs> He's out here no. showing dips and everything now. Like, what is happening? But yeah, it, it is like, interesting. I'm a like man. the power. <laughs> it is interesting the power that the fan bases have, like anybody's fan base, really. But but because I do kind of agree with what Jay's saying, or really agree with what Jay's saying about like the armies being the people that like drive it. Because, for example, like this whole controversy that just happened with Charlie Puth, who. He can just, I don't care for Charlie Puth, but the whole thing about like him using armies basically for his views on his YouTube video, like people are really doing that because their fan base is loud, loud and wrong mm-hmm, most mm-hmm. of the time, but loud. <laughs> no offense, armies, but, but you're right. <laughs> not all armies, not every army, just some armies, yeah. But yeah. I, I'm just like Julian, where is she? <laughs> She'll hear this after. I just say that to say, like, I mean, I just think it's interesting that the whole comment about, you know, if it's the artistic value or if it's really just, like, the diehard fans with a lot of mainstream groups. The diehard fans make them, them. Like, it gives them that sparkle. They're the ones who buy, like, 10 copies of the same album and stream the video 24 hours a day. You know, like they're the ones who really do put them on the map. Casual fans or just, you know, like basic fans, they are the ones who sort of just keep them in the spotlight. And I think they bring in new fans because they're like not super intense and crazy. So a lot of times people, if they don't think that you're an army and you're recommending a BTS song, or they don't think you're a rabbit if they don't know what army means. I think that that will make more of a difference than somebody whose like name is Jungkook number one fan. Like, <laughs> you know, like oh my gosh, let's not talk about their names. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's a know lot of shit out there. Yeah, but the, you know, they, there's someone they out there with that YouTube name. Like, I had a language exchange partner in Korea, and she was older than me, and I'm like in my early thirties, and she was like. Um, when I asked her about K-pop, she would just talk about Big Bang. Because I guess mm-hmm. when you reach a certain age, you sort of move out of the K-pop world because I guess it's the younger music industry. And so the fact that the only person she really talked about was Big Bang says something, right? Now you have BTS's success with America, Americans and like the world and blah, blah, blah. But it's specifically America because everybody wants to break America. It's like the gold you know it's the gold at the end of the rainbow you know like that's the big deal so with the the fan base in the states sort of pushing them and you know becoming like rabid sub obviously um it's 
given BTS the extra oomph that they need to be at the top and to be where they are. So I do think it's without these types of fans, K-pop wouldn't have grown as it has and it wouldn't be where it is. Because they're the ones who keep food in their mouths when they come out with crap. <laughs> they're the ones, you know, who keep them around and keep them relevant even when they have songs that are not that great like Fake Love. Ooh, no offense. I knew that was coming. Ooh. No offense. <laughs> but I like it. I'm just... I like it. <laughs> Blood, Sweat, and Tears is like their last really good song to me. I'm not a BTS hater. Hmm. I just like I, out of their singles, I, like. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. It's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not talking about B-sides. I'm talking about, like, I have an entire discography. Because I actually mm. like the discography on the latest album. We can't like, ignore Some of the more mellow ones, they're good. Okay, but mm. what about the Japanese <laughs> stuff? That's part of their discography. Ain't nobody say nothing about that. Oh, my uh, God. Yes. You know what? Actually, uh, oh, what's Don't Leave Me? That's actually better than, like, their last two singles. Like, Fuck all that shit. That Japanese song is great. (laughs) (laughs) I like For You. That's my song. Oh, For You. It's got that body roll vibe. Yeah, I'd be looking at them with like BTS is slaying it and all this stuff. Then I'm like, how come y'all don't talk about their Japanese I didn't know they had a Japanese. Mm, Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Jay, have you seen the choreo for, what is it? Uh, Let It Let Go or something? Yeah, Let Go. It's like, Body roll to the max. You'd love it. It's great. I'm just gonna I'm assume that you sure. would love it. <laughs> we just met each other today, I'm but like, sure I'm gonna put that out there. But um, who doesn't love a nice body roll now and then? Thank you, Alice. Thank you. <laughs> that was my contribution. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Alice. <laughs> okay, I think that's a good place to end that discussion. Um, let's get on to our uh, next. Uh, news item. It's a little bit of a controversial one. So, Dispatch recently released an article highlighting winners Nino and about him following an Instagram account um, called Pretty Puke, which is run by photographer Miller Rodriguez. The account in question is accused of being pornographic and having photos that constitute pedophilia and dispatch said that Rodriguez's site is blocked by the Korean government. Um, the account is now private, but there's obviously pictures of some of it on the internet, if you are so inclined. Um, and obviously when this information got out, this was pretty bad for me, you know, um, people were accusing him of, um, you know, were looking at him wrongly for following the site. Um, not long after that, international netizens um, began spreading um, information that saying that Mino's lyrics for his song, Turn Off the Lights, could be interpreted as an ode to desiring sex with young girls. Um, it actually wasn't Korean netizens that made this an issue because the story actually wasn't, uh, really talked about over there. Um, it made, went viral among international netizens on Twitter and actually got Mino trending worldwide. 
Um, not long after this got underway, clarifications about Mino's involvement with the account were brought up. Um, they pointed out that he would initially follow the account back in 2015 before there was anything on it. And apparently Rodriguez has a YG Entertainment connection because he did work on CL's Dr. Pepper music video. Um, additionally, they pointed out that people were getting the lyrics to turn off the lights wrong. Um, this is from uh, one uh, person on Twitter uh, that said, this song is about a man wanting to have sex with his girlfriend, but controlling the urge and instead just sleeping beside her. Um, saying that um, they are lyrics of turn off the light from a trusted translator and a shot of the line in which Antis used to defame Mino. Um, so basically people were saying that they had to know the context in the Korean sense. Wait, um, sorry. I don't want to interrupt, but that I actually saw that that was not true, that it was actually mm -hmm. the word that he uses really does mean little girl not mm -hmm. like baby or it's not a Korean endearment. It's little girl. I know, Alice, do you know the words? So like he uses the word Sonia, which is like with mm -hmm. like girls generation Sonia Shide or like even like BTS, like Pangtan Sonia Dan, whatever. It's like youth. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. I don't like, I'm not like a fluent like Korea in context of Koreans speaker obviously I was like born in the US but I mean mm -hmm. I can't really speak to whether it really means like little girl but it definitely means could it means like there's the actual word is like youth girl youth or whatever the mm -hmm. same word that's being used for like girls generation or for BTS's name so take that as you will yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, mean they certainly yeah. were not like 10 it's, years old when they debuted so yeah yeah. It's, it's all, it, it depends on, on who. This person has said that it's the context, but this is where this whole thing gets messy because you have people there saying that internationals were not reading it the right way. Um, you have people there saying that they don't understand the Korean context. This is where a lot of the problem is coming from. Um, there are also people there saying that Rodriguez's site, neither his site nor his account is even, is not blocked in Korea either. Um, it's not banned. Um, so basically the outcome of this, Mino no longer follows anybody on Instagram. Um, he was trending on Twitter for a while. The whole thing is kind of a mess. Um, there were people accusing Nino of pedophilia, of, of endorsing whatever was on this man's Instagram. Um, there are people that are upset because they feel that people are jumping to conclusions um, based on information that could be mistranslated depending on who you ask. What are we, for those of you that have been following this, what are we thinking as far as this whole mess? Um, Alice, I know you said that 
you you didn't know exactly the the translation, but um, did you have I'm any particular insights? Yeah, I'm just saying it's the same word. I mean, like I don't know how mm -hmm. it's used in Korea, um, mm -hmm. but like it's the same word word that they use in Girls Generation and for BTS. And like I said before, mm -hmm. it's not like they debuted when they were nine years old. So I feel like it really could mean more of like a youth situation rather than like child. Right. Um, yeah. So anyways, I mean, other than that, like somebody else, if they disagree or, you know, are from Korea and know exactly how people use it over there, like feel free to let us know. Yeah. But to be completely honest, like let's like supposedly there's like some connection between like this photographer or whoever with like YG entertainment. And like, that's the connection between like why Amino even started following this account. And then on top of that, like you said, like he followed it that account three years ago. And from what I've seen um, through like different articles, like it doesn't appear that he's liked any of the photos or anything like that. And then secondly, I just want to say, let's not pretend that like K-pop artists are using their official accounts as their main accounts. <laughs> you know, they've got a second account where they actually follow the things that they want to follow. And like, you know, like whatever, you know, IG model pics that they've got over there. Um, so I just feel like he, I mean, he only follows 70 people on his you know, Instagram, like for what it's worth. Like I follow like 800 people on my personal Instagram. You know what I mean? So like to me, it feels like Mino's IG account that we can see is like for business and like whatever he maybe have seen like, you know, connection that YG Entertainment has with like this photographer. Like that's probably why he like followed it with his own account. Um, and then like on, I mean, yeah, that's like pretty much what I've got to say about that. And I just feel like it's also like a pretty big reach, like his, like that photographer, like kind of looked at a few of his pictures and they're definitely like creepy and disgusting and weird. But I mean, the fact that like, you know, like passively follows that account to me doesn't feel like a good jump for us to be like, and he supports like a pedophile, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like seeing that like, you know, somebody made it aware to him that like this person obviously has like some disturbing posts, like he unfollowed, whatever. So, and then maybe if it hadn't have been such a big deal, you know, blown up, he wouldn't have unfollowed like everyone on top of it. I don't know, maybe I sound like a Mino apologist, but to me, I just feel like it was someone he didn't really realize what the context was and I'm sure he would be happy to unfollow. <laughs> I just like, in my mind, I feel like he's either super dumb or like, or he, I don't, cause I'm like, like you said, he follows like 70 people and he, it's not like he doesn't go on that account. He's very active on Instagram. Like he's on there all the time. So his feed is clearly there. And those pictures were, yeah, like pretty actually fucked up. I like looked at some of them and like, I'm kind of like, I don't, like you've been following this person for three years and never were like, oh, that's weird. I should unfollow that shit. Like, like I don't know. It's it's just kind of weird to me. And like on top, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, I mean, and the only thing that kind of bothers on me. On top of the song, sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I feel like the song isn't something that we can like 100% put on top of the fact that like he is like following this account. Like, I don't, like to me, that's like, unsubstantiated at this point like mm -hmm. i don't know like the like the fact that you know girls generation is called like girls generation doesn't you know what i mean like i just it doesn't really like it's not really like a clincher for me 
as far as like I Nino will. being a pedophile. Like, I just feel like it's like wild to be like, this person followed this account out of 70 and then he also like wrote an art, like wrote a song that had the word like youth in it or like young person well, no, and then no, no, no. he's there, like a pedo. Well, there was that. There was also, there's another lyric in the song that's like, you like the children are sleeping, the adults always awake. Like there's like some lyrics in that song that are actually like kind of messed up. And like, it's that, which I think people were kind of like, that this came to light. They were like, oh, that was also pretty messed up. And then there's also that song in particular, he actually was on a radio show and they asked him about it and said like, is it personal experience? And he said, yeah. <laughs> which I, again, like, I feel like this can be some of this like twisted out of context and I'm trying to withhold judgment because like you said, I, I, I agree. Like just following an account, like it's a lot to pin someone as a pedophile for like just a couple things, but like all of it together, I think it's weird. It's some weird stuff. It is, I mean, I, I can understand where you're coming from. I guess for me, it's just that that kind of issue, pinning pedophilia on someone, it's a huge accusation that can destroy someone's life. Uh, permanently and you know I I think especially on the internet people are very quick to jump to conclusions and and then you know the pylon begins you know and, it, and then everyone you've got hundreds and hundreds of people you know calling for your head you know uh, out of like one thing that you may have said or done that was out of line um, I'm not saying that that you know, says that he, you know, is guilty or innocent of one thing or the other. But I just, you know, I feel like that's kind of a harsh thing to to pin on somebody without any kind of definite evidence is all. Oh, I agree. I don't know Korean, so I have no context or understanding of the lyrics. Um, if there is sort of like a Korean context. I thought the song was weird, even without the whole idea of it being a girl. Even if it was like a grown woman, it's like, you know, like, I want to have sex with you, but I know you're not like- Oh my God, I'm sorry, I have to butt in because I feel like having a song about a guy at wanting to have sex with a girl, like literally from the beginning of time, like how many songs that come out this year about like a guy wanting to have sex with a girl? Like, it's just- I mean, I don't know. Sorry, I don't know if I'm misunderstanding where you're coming from. No, but like, to no. Me, he's it's talking just like, about like he's talking about like her asleep and him wanting to like. Well, I, I which again, yeah, I, which is I exactly. I mean, he's not saying that he wants to have like sex with a sleeping person, like as this person is asleep, like rape or anything. He's like talking about like being next to a girl that he is like attracted to while she is sleeping and him wanting to have sex with her. Period. In general, like I just feel like I don't know, like. It's just, it's not personally just from like life experience that just doesn't seem like an out of the ordinary experience. <laughs> like being somebody that you're with somebody that you're attracted to and wanting to have sex with them. Like that doesn't seem that no, crazy. That's I, agree. I think it's his <laughs> lyric of the child is sleeping and the adults awake and wanting to have sex with you. Like that's the weird lyric to me. I'm sorry. That's the part which, and again, maybe this is being mistranslated, but that part's weird. I mean, I'm just going to put it another perspective and like, listen, I'm not going to go out. I'm still fully in the camp of like, let, let me see actual like pedo things and then we can determine if Mino is a pedo or not. But like, 
it could even be from like a scenario of like when he was younger like he could have been like 16 and like I mean, I know that like YG keeps people separated, but like, you know, even instances like that, like you can't tell me that like 16, 17, 18 year olds, what people feel like that they're young aren't like wanting to bone. You know what I mean? Like that just doesn't seem out of the ordinary for me. And yeah, that's like how I feel. I would say even looking at it from that perspective, that's not necessarily you know, saying that, okay, this lyric is kind of strange. To me, that's still not enough evidence to say that he is into some sort of, you know, illicit activities. Um, I don't know. To me, that's just a very, very serious kind of charge. And I wouldn't, you know, go into that lightly, um, you know. I mean, I think you can still say, oh, that's kind of a weird thing to say in the song without, you know, going into, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. And when I first actually heard the story, I was kind of just like, oh, people trying to just stir things up again. But like, I agree each of these things like on their own or just kind of like a random occurrence. I don't know. It just all of it together. And again, maybe it's just a coincidence. I don't know. I, I For me personally, if I was following that like I follow like 200 people maybe and every person I see on my dash if I'm like that's weird I unfollow I don't know and and like Alice said maybe he's not on but he does post on that account a lot I go I mean, back maybe and he just and posts, really maybe he just swayed. posts a lot though maybe he just posts a lot like maybe he doesn't even actually like look through it and he's using it for his like professional account the way that you do you know what I mean like, like I feel like he needs to say something then because like all of it honestly just like looking at it from an outsider I'm like trying to be impartial because I like winner I like Mino so I'm like just looking at all this and I'm like it's just, it's weird and it makes me uncomfortable, honestly. So like, I want to hear some sort of explanation. I think he needs to address it. Okay, and then like my other thing I'll say is that like maybe YG doesn't really want people to express it. Like, I mean, think about Bam Bam with his whole like N-word controversy. Like he clearly wasn't able to like express his feelings either. I know he did it through like an Instagram comment or whatever, but like, you know, Mino did like like whatever in person's comment on his Instagram that was like saying that like, you know, I don't know, we support you, Mino, blah, blah, whatever. Anyway, but like, I don't know. It's just like, even let's say, let's say, even if he was a pedo, why would you follow a pedo account on your public account? Like, you really think that people <laughs> would be doing that? Do you know how many like, folders and hard yes, drives and do. crazy shit that people do when they're <laughs> actually like child pornography yes. enthusiasts like you know they're not really following you know publicly on their instagram accounts when they're like famous people so just like to me i just like it just like doesn't really add up for me but i think at this point i, I do agree that if you i don't know what yg's like like what his you know stance is on this but it would be good if he could maybe say something um only if to just stop all of the speculation because i know that if people were speculating that kind of thing about me i would want to have you know some sort of say in what the narrative 
Well, because the, even to your initial point, Ash, of like where it was released by dispatch and it's like blocked in Korea, but it actually did get, once it was trending, it got picked up by Korean journalism and like it's in Korea now. So like, I feel like YG has to say something. And dispatch said that it's blocked, but I don't know, some other like people on Twitter are saying that the actual web website's not blocked in Korea. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, it seems like it's kind of iffy on whether it is or it isn't. Um, and then I saw something somewhere else where, like I say, it's it's all, it's, it's um, you know, where apparently this girl apparently started the whole thing. And, you know, people were saying, oh, she started a rumor and she caused this whole thing to happen. So I think, you know, if he's, if he is able to make some sort of statement just to kind of or YG to make some sort of statement to put things to rest. That would be the best thing at this point, um, just to kind of clarify things and, you know, get dispatch off their back. Um, so I hope that they are, that YG does let him say something. Um, either way, it's unfortunate. The whole situation is unfortunate and it just kind of makes you think about how, I mean, online, you know, these guys really need to be careful. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, everyone's eyes are yes. on them all the time. Um, and, you know, I don't envy it one bit. Um, you know. People may uh, joke about, because I don't, from what I know, that Beyonce does be on like her social media accounts. And I mean, I do see, and I mean, I mean, I know like, like someone Gomez, for example, like that she did answer, like that make news. And I mean, I was like, that's really like, <laughs> for me at a certain, in a certain perspective, like, you know, whatever your career is, do you want it to be about what you're about? So like your music or your movies or like who you're following on Instagram and things like that. This whole situation is a mess. I mean, I... <laughs> I don't know that if, like if he's understanding it's really unfortunate but if there is like some kind of like truth to like him having some attraction to children you know knowing that somebody may be a pedophile and still rocking with them i'm kind of like mm, and then but like My I can't ignore like the whole Harvey Weinstein. I can't I can't ignore right. that. And I mean, not to get too personal, that you know there have been situations where I've seen that happen or like it happened to me. And so I mean, it's always in the back of my mind. And I mean, too, um, like for today, I'm the only man on the podcast. So um, my so I have the diff my perspective about this is kind of different. Um, I may not have gone through some things that. Uh, uh, women have gone through in regards to you know, something like this happening so i mean it's <laughs> and to me i really can't say like you know i can't just jump on like one side's like no he's innocent and then there's like oh no he really like this is some of this is real like i i don't know it's a i really am conflicted on like say or like you know because there's a whole lot of this that's that's missing. This is kind of like for me, like the whole tier bullying.
handle that. I mean, because there was a whole bunch of stuff that was missing that we that we didn't know, and then things turned out a certain way, and then it wasn't until almost ten years later that the truth finally came out. But by then, all the damage was done, and so I mean, situations like you really have to be careful about like the information that you're being given. Like, okay, who is saying this? Where is this coming from? Like to really like go and do the investigation and dig in. I mean, I didn't look at those pictures. I mean, I was like, you know, I don't got time for that. <laughs> I, I really yeah. don't. <laughs> and I mean, I could I could kind of piece it together because people because I kept seeing the same thing over and over again about the way people were describing the pictures. I mean, but I was like, I'm not about to go down that. I mean, and then like the lyrics too. I'm not Korean. I don't know Korean. I know that any language that's not English, that some things are going to be lost in translation, so I'm not going to understand the nuances of some of the languages. Um, I can speak I can speak more so towards me knowing French. There are some things that are nuanced in that, and I was like, that's not really a big deal, but to them, it is a big deal. So I really can't say because <laughs> I don't know, and it's like who, I mean, because there are aunties that are, are out there thinking I'm wrong. They do that with the subs. So I mean, again, it's like who who is giving you this information? <laughs> I think yeah. I, the only thing I want to add before, because we've talked about this for a bit, I, like for that, I, I agree with you. I feel like almost my tendency, just because of you know, experience as a woman, experiences in the past, my tendency honestly is to cast in doubt. I'm not going to condemn someone right away if something, but honestly, if all of the, like. It just looking at it from an outsider perspective looks weird. So I'm going to be kind of sketchy until more facts come to life. That's just my current position. But then on the other hand, my other thing is that everyone messes up. Everyone like does wrong shit. So, I mean, if he really is just following this account out of ignorance, didn't realize, blah, blah, blah. If I ever did that, like if I honestly, like, cause I even, I'm, I'm even saying from my perspective, from I like, run a blog and I have like a pretty good following. Like if I ever, something happened and someone brought it to my attention, my immediate response, if I looked at it, found it problematic would be to unfollow, say, I'm sorry that I caught, like, I like, that's just how, that's what I would respect of a person of if you, everyone messes up, that's a given, but you know, in instances like that, you, you need to own up to it and then grow from it. So, and I understand they have limitations as far as their company, especially with YG, but honestly, if he doesn't say anything and it just kind of, I'm going to lose a lot of respect. Okay. Well, to end the uh, podcast on a lighter note, um, apparently a couple of you guys went to see GOT7 in person on their Ooh. tour. Did you guys want to talk about that? Anything interesting happen? So they renamed themselves Savage 7. <laughs> <laughs> Which... We, no, um, yeah, Alice and I saw them in Toronto. Kiara, did you see them? Nope, I didn't have a chance to see them this time. Kiara, are you going to see them in New York? <laughs> no, I unfortunately was not able to get tickets. So. Kiara, if you Wait, want a oh ticket half off, I would, do have a ticket. I sort of got, it won't be next to me, but. Uh, when the, I think it's live on air. <laughs> Um, I have to think of it because I think during that day I may be going somewhere, so I'm not sure. But um, if anything, I'll later. later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm giving it to you at a great discount. Um, no, but honestly, like if you, anybody who's like 
listening to the podcast or can listen to it until I think they only got like a after the New York one. I want to say they only have like the Vancouver one left, right? I think you're right. Yeah, I think they're on like the last leg of their uh, tour in North America. The concert is honestly like super fun and amazing. Like obviously as like a God Seven stand, like I think everything that they shit is gold. Um, but true. If I can l- try to attempt to look at objectively, which I can't, but if I try my best, um, I will say that it is like a super super fun and lively show. And I mean, if anything about God Seven, you know, is like they are super full of energy. Um, and the other nice thing about it is that for their North American audience, they definitely um, change everything to like change all of their. So I'll say it this way. So I feel everybody knows like North America gets like shafted as far as like concert qualities is concerned. Um, like we don't get like the EXO waterfall stages with like Kai dancing in the water. So <sighs> like, <laughs> unfortunately but Let like got seven <laughs> but like got seven they actually like brought like a good stage or whatever in like I, I think they must have flown stuff over i don't know how they coordinated over there but there's like a rising stage they bring like props for their special um unit performances and then on top of that like their vrs i think what's what you call them like their intermediate like videos between stages um they're all subtitled in english which i think is like super nice like personally haven't seen anything like that before so um i thought that was a really nice touch for their english audience english speaking audiences and then on top of that like as shanna will discuss in length uh got seven really (laughs) tried their best to like uh speak english during the commentaries to like better connect with their fans yeah, I'm going to add on to that because, so since my ult is Jin Young, um, we, <laughs> did you guys know that? Did you know? But, uh, but no, so <laughs> we actually, Alice and I have seen GOT7 quite a few times. And um, the first time was in 2016. And that time we actually, we saw their fly tour in Atlanta. And that was the first time he spoke a meant in English, not at fly, during the fly tour. And that he literally, he came out stage and he started speaking and then when he was done, Mark started talking and he was just like, oh, he's like, it's so cute. He was just like, honestly, in between our last song. And now he was like, Jin Young like was pulling me backstage and like just making sure his English was right. Like, and just like, cause like Mark basically like, actually Mark uh, has been coaching. When they first were trainees, uh, Jin Young helped Mark to learn Korean and then vice versa now Mark is helping Jin Young to learn English. Anyway, but uh, just a little Mark Jin tidbit for you. But so, um, but no, so that was the first time he like spoke his men in English. And it was honestly really good because Jin Young is actually, he acts as well. And he's just very good at like imitating accents when he, he actually speaks pretty well in Japanese as well. And even when he does like an English accent or a French or Spanish, like he's very good at it. He's good at imitating accents, but like he was very good, but We've also seen him in 2017 at the Turbulence Tour, uh, which was January of last year. And that, I remember both Alice and I looked at each other and were like, wow, he's gotten a lot better. And then this time, it was honestly night and day. You all should just Google Jin Young, uh, what is this, Eyes on You Tour, and see his ending Englishment, because it's honestly over three minutes long. He's speaking English, yeah. and like not even just in like a, 
oh, thank you for coming. Like we perform this stage, but like right. he is speaking words like uh, we He's speaking. Sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. No. Mm -hmm. Do it. I'm so excited. He's he's speaking like it's it's it feels like really spontaneous and like I feel kind of messed up for saying it this way, but it feels like really spontaneous and like his accent is very like like it's like imitating a natural sounding yes. English accent. It's really really good. Like I like applause to Jin Young for like really Thank putting you. in that work, <laughs> like studying when he didn't have to study. Applause. Cause like he's been all over the place doing Grazia photo shoots, bearing his ankle. Like it's been amazing <laughs> as a Jin Young stan. And <laughs> but no, but honestly, it was really great and it was fantastic. And then though, Alice, I'll let you take it over for um the end. My man is the king of English. Imja Bum speaks English and it sounds like music to my ears. That's a fact. Um so Receipt. <laughs> Google that shit, girl, please. <laughs> um, first of all, uh, so JB has like always been really shy of speaking English because he's like not that great of it at it. But so like in the past um, concerts, he typically speaks in Korean and um, you know has someone translate whatever. But um, this time around, he's actually like really stepped it up. And I've even noticed in his like V lives, he's tried to speak a little bit of English. Um, and he spoke English this time around too. And I listened to the second commentary, I think in LA or something, and it was slightly different, y'all. So my man's got breath, okay? I really like Oh, him, his vocab so range. I can't wait to see this. And actually, I, really I will like even, him. yeah, I'll even say as like, I'm not a Jebum fan. I was actually very impressed because honestly, Alice is right. Like he shies away from English, like nobody's business. He hates speaking English, and he spoke a good amount at like during his. And I think, I, I think that like he hates speaking English because like I definitely know where he's coming from because I'm certainly not fluent in Korean. Um, but he, it's like hard to speak a language that you don't really feel that confident in because it's like feels, you know, whatever, embarrassing or whatever. So like, I just don't feel like he always ever felt speaking, felt comfortable speaking in English. So it's like nice for him to like get over the hump despite not, you know, being super fluent. Um, but that being said, Yugyum and Young Jay, if you're out there listening to this podcast, and I know you are, um, speak that <laughs> English, okay? <laughs> Mom is supporting you. <laughs> <laughs> you can put on a great J, J, stage. Two PM's phone. I'm gonna throw that out there. What about two? Wait, what did you say? Phone number. I I think J two PM's phone numbers. That's who. Wait, I... did you see that Wu Young just went into? He just posted his army photo. <laughs> yeah, his hair is so cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just got oh my, my baby Junho out there. And uh, ch ch wait, no, oh my god, I'm just like losing my mind. There's only Juno left. Oh my left. gosh, don't do it. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. my bias is Juno. I this literally Chan Song is still not enough. Chan Song, Chan Song, and Nikun. Will Nikun will never go, but <laughs> him and Bam Bam are gonna have like a champagne party. Is he the one with yeah. the gift, the really famous gift? Nikun, yeah. Um, Which I'm gift are we talking about? It's like a really famous. I, I, that was so big. I don't know why I said it. Like 
<laughs> but it's like it's literally just like they're playing. I want to say. Are you talking like about the team? The... <laughs> <laughs> the what? Where... Can we post this on Twitter like so that. I can see? Pretty much like uh, you can like he's wearing you know the typical gray um sweatpants and or shorts. And you you see something moving in his pants. I will say, don't be taken oh in by that because there's like this pretty <laughs> famous GIF of Taehyung from BTS where he, the people are like, "Look at the peen," and it's like he literally has like a giant iPhone in his pocket, and like you can see it in other shots, but like it's not the wow. dick. Wow! Like it's literally not the dick. People are like, "Oh my god, look at it!" Like, yeah, army always be doing. reaching. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, Although he does obviously. He does got that BDE, Listen, Taehyun got that BDE, though. How else he got that famous face? Because, like, what? it's not I that. I'm just saying he's the face Shanna, not worth number one. So Shanna, got- there's, a, there's an unfortunate truth. What? There's only one member in BTS that's got BDE, and we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my gosh. I know we're going wildly off track here, but, like, Alice, no, we can't talk about this. Never no, mind. let's not talk no, about this. I'm not trying to get my house firebombed, okay? <laughs> wait, wait. Before I just want we stop talking about this, what is BDE? Uh, big, big dick energy. energy. Oh, yeah. yeah. abbreviation for that. That's yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> I'm it's gonna like have to a new rating on this podcast. <laughs> it's like a new fresh slang that the kids are saying these days, and you know, because your girl's so young uh, at heart. So I know with about that, that BDE. Quality, <laughs> with with all the skincare products I bought in Korea, I've now de-aged six years. <laughs> yeah, Tay does have BDE. Like he really so does. Much. He's honestly, it's well, he really does. I don't know how else to explain. Just like Pete okay. Davidson. How do you get Ariana to get married? Is someone thirsty because I heard somebody pouring water? And <laughs> that was me. And I was, I was pouring a bunch of wine. Oh, we. Oh, wine. Oh, I'm not going to Only the classiest for your girl. Of course. That explains the conversation right now. Okay. I'm not the one who brought up BDE. Okay. That was Shanna. <laughs> I was trying to keep a PG over here, okay? Let's talk about Mino and his pedophile thing. And I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I can switch from being serious to talking about BDE in an instant. Just go for me. (laughs) Anyway, GOT7 is lit. Go see the concert. Kiara, please please buy my ticket. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is there anything else you guys want to mention? Any shout outs? Any news that you guys think that we looked over? Well, EXO did change their emblem on Twitter and they go there's on. Rumors, there's rumors that they're coming back in September. So, Shanna, and the only rumor that it's OT9. So, Shanna, the only confirmation that I, the only confirmation that I need that uh, EXO is having a con- uh, comeback is Chanyol's arms and booty. Damn you, right? Oh my God, how do we not talk about this yet? Has everyone seen Chanyol's mango-sized arms? Like mango? <laughs> yes. Like, Homeboy's bicep is the size of a ripe, juicy mango. Okay. 
Go to Kai's Instagram because yes, everyone, Kai now has an Instagram. Were you wondering where your visual of the day was going to come from? No, look no more. It's Kai on Instagram. I Kai actually, Kai. Kai, Kai. I don't remember the name because it's like Z something or other. It makes no sense. But like Google it, you'll find it. And he posts these pictures of like Chanyol in the gym. <laughs> like Chanyol literally looks ripped as fuck. Like y'all remember two years ago at Monster when he revealed his abs? Like it's worse. And so EXO's coming back, y'all. EXO's coming back. It's lit. I'm going to hold y'all to that. We're going to see if they come back in September. All right. <laughs> okay. Any anything else? Any shout outs? Any anything we may have looked over? Nothing. We love you, Bam Bam's uh, mom. Uh, <laughs> I was talking about but shout <laughs> uh, so out to just say that, um I was thinking about Holland and I totally oh, forgot yeah. about it. So uh, Oh yes. Just oh. checking it out. Supportly doing a whole lot for Korea in Korea. Uh, uh being the person that he is so um let's support him and get behind him so yeah. he can keep doing his thing um that's all i'm gonna say oh it may come back to me later but for right now holland we're rooting for you Slay. i say yeah let's definitely root for holland and get him so to where he can afford a vocal coach but also, <laughs> wow, we out whatever. here. Okay, great. honestly, but like, message. yeah, I, I endorse this message. <laughs> <laughs> what about his? What about his I love his message. I, I message. want to support him because it's a great message. But you know, we gotta be realistic too. <laughs> I love his message. More open mouth kissing in music videos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, More realistic a, kissing on Korean TV. Put in a two PM video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's it for tonight. <laughs> but I, well, I kind of didn't want to bring up one little thing. One more thing. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, just something that kind of happened over the weekend um nothing major but i uh, just want to let the people know that um we are now your average netizens um <laughs> there is another podcast slash group out there that has a very similar name to us but they are no way affiliated with us um so if you ever see them don't uh try not to confuse them because uh, we're not the same. We don't are in- <laughs> <Don't add us. laughs> We are NYA netizens or not your average netizens. Anything other than that is not us. Just Thank so you. you know. Thank you, can, you Kiara. You can find that. us on Twitter if you search K-pop candles. That pretty much will bring up our personal Twitter account. What? I'm just wow. thinking like there's like the one thread of like where we're talking about different K-pop candle scents, and I'm pretty sure that that's the only thread of us. Actually, you know what? Never mind. That's probably not the only thread of a similar nature on Tumblr. I'm gonna take that back. Never mind. <laughs> you probably won't find us if you search that. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Kiara. Yes. Not throwing shade. Not being mean. Just letting the peop- good people know because someone asked apparently earlier. I was like, "Are they the same thing, same podcast?" And no, 
we are not the same. Person. It is not the same. We are not your average netizens, which is NYA netizens on Twitter. And, and, and <laughs> yes. And if you would like to send us, drop us a line or ask us a question, um, we are not your average netizens at gmail.com. And we are also on Facebook at NYA Netizens. So thank you for joining us for this podcast tonight. Thank you guys for joining us. It was some enlightening conversation. I learned some things that I never knew before. Um, so thank you all you guys for joining us tonight. Thank you everyone that is listening. And um, we will see you on our next podcast. See you guys next time. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye. Bye.